The Courageous Coaching Podcast is hosted by Sophia Antoine, a certified life coach supporting women in their efforts to improve their self-esteem. Today, we're talking about life, relationships, and everything in between. Take it away, Sophia. Welcome to another episode of the Courageous Coaching Podcast. You know who I am. It's Sophia Antoine, your Courageous Coach. And today I am doing something a little bit different. I'm by myself. There's no interview. There's just me and there's just you. But what I'm talking about today is male manipulation. Not men manipulating women, but women manipulating men because I was somewhere today where it doesn't really matter but I was listening to a group of people just people you know from all walks of life talking about how women manipulate men now I know I know I know men manipulate women too but for this particular show we're talking about women manipulating men And it'll all come together for you as we move along. But women, myself included, have been manipulating men for a very long time. Not to say that I do it now, but I know how to get my way with my husband when I want to. But I think the difference is he knows when it's happening. So he knows if I look at him a certain way or if I smile a certain way. Oh, the smile is a killer. Um, He knows that I want something. Or listen, I blatantly tell him I want something. He can say no. And then, boom, there I am with the smile. And he'll think about it. I smile again. And it's done. So um, that's just the way you know, we do things. That's just the way we have our understanding. So I'm talking about the malicious manipulation and it's not always malicious. So let me rephrase. So the manipulation that can sometimes end badly. So let me just give you the five that I know that happens the most. And I can tell you with all degrees of honesty and certainty that I have employed each and every one of these. So I think the most popular one would be sex. And that means giving more than, you know, is normally given at any, any time in the relationship. You know, when you, you give out a little extra when you want something extra done or, or when you don't get your way, you withhold until you do. Not talking to the women, but I've been known to back in the younger days prior to marriage and all that good stuff. Hey, give a little more, I'll get a little more, or withhold until I get what I want. Just being honest, in my younger days, I was quite the little manipulator, and um, I can tell you that. It was good for a season, as with anything, but everything has its drawbacks because sometimes it comes to be expected and a sister just don't feel like it. So you can take that one with a grain of salt. 
But another one that's often employed by women is crying. Crying? Oh, I know some women who are like expert actors can cry at the drop of a dime. You know, they can, if you just, if they just put their minds to it, just tears just start flooding out. I've seen one girl, she's, she was like, watch this, Sophia. And like, boo-hoo cry, made me feel bad. Like, that's how good she was. It's like, girl, I'm all right. And, and it was over. The waterworks was just turned off. So that was crazy. That was crazy. Now, myself, I am not an expert crier, but if I'm frustrated or if I'm aggravated, I can, you know, I can definitely shed a few tears, but I use that one sparingly. Well, rephrase, past tense. I used to use that one sparingly because that one gets old quickly, really quickly, for me and for him. Um, Number three, praising praising you just you know you just lay it on thick extra thick you know when he says something or does something you know you you just most definitely you know tell him he's the greatest you don't know where he found the strength or you know you just just stroking the ego so praising is another manipulation tactic that I'm sure I'm not the only woman who's ever employed it. So um, also, you guys know that the podcast hotline is there. So if you hear something or um, something resonates with you, you can most definitely go ahead and give me a call and leave me a comment at 786 749 8255 that is 786-749-TALK, right? So number four, number four is twofold. So you can either give him the silent treatment, not let him hear your lovely voice, or you can let him hear it all the time because you're nagging. So those are like two extremes, but they're along the same lines. So it's either you're giving the silent treatment or you're just nagging, nagging, nagging. Again, I've employed both of them. I've seen both of them work. I've made both of them work, but that doesn't mean that was right. So that was very interesting. Um, like I said, all five of these I've, I've worked to my advantage and I was happy it worked, but then there's a flip side again. So silent treatment, you're just not talking to him for any period of time. And he's like talking to you and he knows that you're not going to give in until he gives in. So he ends up giving in, or you can just nag, 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 and just not stop talking about it until he gives you what, what you want. And then, you know, it's done. The argument's done, right? Or if you don't live together, you can just plain out ignore him. Well, I guess if you do live together, you can ignore him too, right? So if you um, so choose, you can just not take his calls. You can not acknowledge his presence. You can just plain old, just forget he exists. 
temporarily, of course, until you get what you want. So I am sure there are many other ways to manipulate a man, but these are the five strongest ways that I found that I have personally employed that work. Now, let me give a disclaimer, because I am in no way telling anybody to go out and use these tactics. I am sure if you were able to find my podcast, that you are of age and you've probably employed some of these on your own. So if I'm wrong, please shoot me an email or leave me a message on the podcast hotline and let me know I'm wrong. But I'm sure every woman who has listened to the show or every man, not to be discriminatory, that is listening to the show has had some of these tactics pulled on them. So I am positively sure. I'm, I'm not a betting woman, but if I were, I would definitely bet on it. But this is the part that I think you guys weren't expecting because this, there's a flip side to that. So while you get what you want, you're kind of imposing damage on him. I'll say that again. While you get what you want, you're not only imposing damage on him, you're probably damaging the relationship. So while I had five ways to manipulate a man, your man, somebody's man, there are also 10 ways that it can work to your disadvantage. So let's go there. The first way is it could give him low self-esteem. Or he could probably already have low self-esteem and you're just adding to it because nobody likes to be manipulated. Nobody likes to be used. Nobody likes to feel like they're being used. And nobody likes to stay in a relationship with the user. So you can give a man, your man, somebody man, low self-esteem by manipulating them. Number two, you can make him not trust you or not trust any other woman. So for instance, he may have the most trust in you. And when he finds out that all you're doing is manipulating him, he won't trust you anymore. And we all know trust is so difficult to get back once it's broken. Not to say it can't be done, but it's so difficult to get back once it's broken. Just think about how you feel when you're used. Think about how you feel when you've been manipulated. So why put anyone else through that? Should the relationship not work out? Imagine how this is going to fare for another woman. See, because a lot of times we don't even think about the next person, you know, the man goes on to be in a relationship with, as long as we are okay with whatever we do and we get whatever we want. But I'm telling you, that's not fair. Not fair at all, because this could have been a good man. And even if he wasn't good for you, he could be good for somebody. But now you just really made it worse for somebody else. Now, going back to number one on the um, ways to manipulate list, num number one was sex. 
Number one was sex, giving and or withholding. So giving, I'm sure he'll, he'll benefit from giving, but that withholding part, keep playing because that's quite dangerous because there's so many women out here giving it away without a second thought. They're giving away for a happy meal and a hairdo. That's a tweet. Some women out here are giving it away for a happy meal and a hairdo, and you want to play them games. So it could cause him to cheat. That's number three on the disadvantage list. It could make him cheat. And then you're going to be like, well, nobody didn't tell him to go out and do it. No, nobody told him to go out and do it. But you're playing crazy. You got him used to a certain frequency. You got him used to, you know, doing whatever y'all were doing. But then because you can't get your way, now he's out here in the streets when you could have just acted right and did the doom. Not to say that you should be manipulated into having sex. So don't take this nowhere. It, it's not meant to go. But you started this by withholding. Let's just keep that in mind. All right. Um, let's see. This fourth one. You can make him hard-hearted. So we, let's talk about the, the crying, um, that manipulation, because you're playing on his feelings, so to speak. So he's going to get to a point where he doesn't even acknowledge that. All of his sensitivities are going to go out the door. Now, th keep in mind, I, I hate that I have to give these disclaimers because everybody takes everything so personally these days. But this isn't directed to just a woman trying to make it, a woman trying to be in a good, honest relationship. It's not even directed to anybody in particular, but for those women who get off on manipulating men, take heed. Because one thing a lot of women don't take into consideration is if you have children, you're raising sons. So if the son, if your son is watching you do this to an, their father or another man that you are in a relationship with, what are they learning? What exactly are they learning? So keep that in mind. But you can make a man hard-hearted by always playing on his feelings and then have him to um, come back and figure out that you just played him. And it's hard enough for some men to display feelings in the first place, but just to manipulate him because of that or manipulate him on that level, he's never going to want to show feelings. And then when you're going to need him really to show feelings or be supportive in an emotional way, it's not going to turn out like that. So next is, I think, very important. Not that any of these aren't, but you know what I mean. You want to throw off his instincts. So I can speak specifically for my husband. He has awesome instincts he can read a person like within seconds of coming in contact with them that's how good he is i would hate to ruin that i would hate to make him have to question that especially if we're in a situation where there's danger i would never want him to question his instincts about me about our children about somebody else about a stranger 
Because when he senses something, I want to lean on that sense. I want him to be able to develop that sense, that sense and that sensitivity. So by manipulating a man, he is going to not trust his instincts anymore because he's, he felt like he trusted you. And someone that he trusted broke that trust or was able to get over on him. So therefore, maybe his instincts is off. So he is going to question it and it may put him in some type of danger, maybe not physically, but emotionally. And that leads back to throwing off his instincts and leads back to making his heart heart, hard, his heart hard. There we go. Um, That's going to lead back to that. But he won't be able to protect you. Because a lot of people I come in contact with, they're in contact with my husband. And whatever reading he gets off of that person is the direction we go a lot of times. And vice versa. Sometimes the people that, you know, he comes in contact with, maybe he'll introduce them to me. And I'm like, I don't like their vibe. Or this isn't a person I want to be around. And he takes heed to that. We, we complement each other in that way. So I don't ever want that part of him to be thrown off, to be slighted, to, to come into question to where he can't trust it, to where he cannot protect us. All right, so the next one is just plain old, it can make him weak. It could make him weak. And let me tell you, we, we being honest here, right? We, it's just us talking. It's just, it's just us. I can't stand a weak man, but a lot of my, when I say a lot, maybe three to five ex-boyfriends, I only stayed with them for as long as I could get what I wanted or as long as it took me to fully get them um, to where I, wait, let's backtrack. I'm spoiled. I am a spoiled brat. Part of the attraction to my husband is that he didn't let me get my way. And I have a, had a habit, not have, had a habit of, in my relationships, I had to have my way. I would throw a tantrum, grown as hell. I would throw tantrums. And it would be gauged on whether you would give me my way. And at the point where I can fully control the entire relationship, I was done with you. Just being honest. And I don't want a man that I can control. My husband was the first man that I could not fully control. And vice versa. It was like our, our relationship was one where he couldn't just tell me what to do. And I would do it. So we just happened to be two people that were cut from the same cloth and we were looking for the same things. And that's, I think, how we were able to last so long in this generation of relationships that don't last very long. But at the point where I can make you weak, I can break you down, I can get you to do Every single thing I want you to do, 
I don't have no more use for you. You shouldn't want anybody that you can completely control. That's like having another freaking kid. That makes no sense to me. So make him weak. That it just it makes him weak. So this next one, I had no other words to describe it other than this. It makes him stupid. Like, really, makes him stupid. What do I mean by that? I hate being asked question after question after question, even though I know it is to please me and to make sure I have everything I want so there is no question that I am pleased or was pleased or, you know, everything is to my liking. But don't ask me no whole bunch of questions. I'm going to get mad. Every little thing. Is this okay? Do you want this? Do you want this color? Or do you want that color? Last time you got purple. Do you want blue this time? Do you want yellow this time? Or is purple okay? Don't come ask me a whole bunch of questions. Do not. Because what were you doing before you were asking me all these questions? You were just doing it, right? You, you were just Nike in the damn thing. So do it like that. Understand. Once you start the manipulation game, the relationship will never be the same. Don't do it. You, you got to tread lightly. Don't do it. So it makes a man stupid. He's going to ask you a whole bunch of questions when before he was just a decision maker. You don't want that. Trust me. So this next one, he becomes more passive aggressive. So now he knows you be manipulating him. And now he knows um, he doesn't like it. You know he doesn't like it. But y'all both stay in a relationship because this is the bed you made. And unless you are strategic about getting out of this particular bed that you made, he may become passive aggressive. So what does that look like? He starts being sarcastic, saying different stuff, not doing stuff for you. And if he does it, he half does it or something like that. Anything to where you know it's a slight, but you really can't pinpoint it. So he's passive aggressive about it. He's um, not telling you straight up how he feels, but it's coming out in other aggressive ways. So yeah, not a good thing. And what I see lately, just because I think there's like a different um, caliber of men being produced these days, it may break him completely down. It may break him down completely to where he is completely depressed. He has to go see somebody, get on medication. Now, don't y'all depress people. Email me, write me, or do nothing because I'm not saying anything disparaging about being depressed. That happens. I've been depressed before. I got out of it. Hell, it comes back every now and again. Just got to keep getting out of it. So I'm not saying anything's wrong with it. What I'm saying is you could put somebody into this spiral. You can put somebody into the state of mind by manipulating them. And by all means, listen, this isn't only for women. It's only because I work with women mainly as a life coach that I'm able to speak on this. 
that I've been here before and I'm able to speak on this. So this can definitely be turned around in regards to a man. It definitely could be. So it could break a man down completely. It can break a woman down completely. Listen, that's why a lot of men be calling women crazy now because somebody else done jacked them up by manipulating them and this is where they are. This is where they are. So it could also cause him to stop believing in love. And this is the last point I have. I had five manipulation reasons um, or examples and 10 ways that it could hurt. So number 10 is cause him to stop believing in love. And this is the one we tend to complain about the most, I think, as women. Because a man doesn't believe in love. Yeah, he come over in the middle of the night, he knock it down and then he leave. But there's no cuddling, there's no affection, there's no nothing. One fool, you let him in. So, yeah, deal with that. But the only reason he acts like that, or one of the reasons that I've seen in the people that I've, I've worked with and dealt with and counseled and all that stuff, is because another woman manipulated him and he doesn't know who to trust. So beware when you know, employing manipulation because it, it may have the desired effect for the moment, but it won't have your desired effect for the long run unless you get out of it. Because I don't understand what's wrong with having a conversation. And if he say no, he say no. If it may not be the right time. And most times no doesn't remain no. No is usually a not right now type of situation. But we are in such a day and age that we can't stand to be told, no, we have to have it because we think we have to have it. And that's not how relationships are supposed to work. But you see it on TV and you see it on these reality shows where everything works out in 30 minutes. And that's not life. That is so not life. I wish every problem I had worked itself out in 30 minutes. Do you understand the life that I will live? But that's just not how it is. It's not like that for me. And I'm probably guessing it's not like that for you. But that's okay. Because there are lessons to be learned in this. So take the lessons. Take the lessons. Master the lessons. Teach them to your children. And let's have better relationships. So... Definitely, if you've liked this show, hit me up on the podcast hotline and let me know. Um, I love getting feedback there. You can shoot me an email. There are links to connect with me. If you're um, listening to this on the show, I'm sorry, on my website, you can connect with me using any of the links. There's a contact me section down below. The podcast hotline, let me give you that number again, is 786-749-8255. And also, if you have the capacity, because I know not everybody does, to become a patron, please do. There's a link down below as well. But if you're listening to this somewhere else, you can go to bit.ly slash it all helps. Because everything does help. 
And if you like to get shouted out, there's a level of donation, monthly donation, where I'll shout you out every month once you become a patron at that level. I'll take um, show suggestions and we'll have our own little meetings and stuff like that. So most definitely there are benefits to being a member. Membership has its benefits. I think that belongs to American Express. So I wanna give credit where credit is due. Also, there's a really good chance that the background music you're gonna hear on the show came from hooksounds.com. So check them out if you're ever in need of any background music for anything. Um, what else? I think that's about it. I think that was heavy enough for one night. So I hope you enjoyed this particular episode. There's going to be a few more like it, but I would love to get feedback just to see, you know, what's what. If you don't already follow me on Instagram, please do comment and let me know you found me on Instagram from my podcast. So my handle is at courageous underscore coach. Or you can just, you know, um, put in my name, Sophia Antoine. It'll come up. And I hope you have a great rest of your day, whether it be morning, evening, afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. Thank you for listening to this. I hope that I'm helping somebody somewhere improve their relationship. So in the meantime, in between time, and every other time, be courageous. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Courageous Coaching Podcast. Feel free to call in with comments and questions anytime. The number is 786-749-TLAK. That's 786-749-8255. Call us and let us know what is on your mind. Until we meet again, be courageous.